CinemaCon showcased the rest of 2023. Dune Part 2 released its first official images. A ton of movie trailers came out this past week. Plus, we got first reactions to The Flash. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast in our weekly movie news episode where we went through all of the movie news so you don't have to. Let's catch you up onto everything that's going on. And there's a lot to talk about. There's like a shit ton of footage that came what out. What a week. Trailers. CinemaCon blew up the internet. So much was revealed and teased. And I mean, I feel like we got to go to CinemaCon next year. I didn't realize how big they are. This was probably the biggest one ever, it seems yeah. like. Nolan did a whole presentation. That's crazy. That's insane. Denis was there. Timmy Burst promoting Dune and Wong. Zendaya too. Zendaya Zendaya won Star of the Year award, and Nolan and his partner Emma Thomas won. uh, Like they won theater, theater owner award of like spirit towards cinema. Thank you for keeping (laughs) keeping our doors open. It's like an official award. Yeah, like all the theater owners of America. It's like their award that they give straight. (laughs) Surprise! Tom Cruise didn't show up like parachuting in or something. He almost did. Well, he did. He did send something to CinemaCon, but we'll get into that when we after the box office. So let's start with the box, which was you know. The box Insane. office was was pretty. It was okay this weekend. I think everyone's like enjoying the nice weather. I guess because and not a ton of new releases really. So Super Mario Bros. still number one, pulled in another thirty seven million dollars. That's crazy. Fourth weekend. It's broken a billion globally, yeah. which is absurd. And it's closing in. It's closing in on five hundred million domestic, which is wild. Insane success. Obviously, they're going to be making a, a verse of Super Mario. <laughs> Yoshi. Yoshi's going to be. Well, I mean, they tease Yoshi. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, the post credit scene was Yoshi's egg. And my guess is they'll make a Yoshi movie, and then him merge and Mario them together. Meet. Yeah, him and Mario get a meet, and he's going to like ride him like a horse. Because they should do a whole Yoshi movie if they if they're going to really hit hit this hard. Go Yoshi. Well, on in our review, I talked about how it was so clever, and I think it was a great decision not to really have Yoshi or the Yoshis in the movie. I don't know. Just, I, m- I missed him. Just the tease. I, I, see, I wanted more. See, now you want. Now you want Yoshi. <laughs> now when they did it, Yoshi Yoshi Origins. The, the trailer, rise. When the trailer comes rise. out in twenty twenty five, you're like, oh my god. I will not be like that. <laughs> now, Evil Dead Rise pulled in another $13 million. It's becoming a very successful rated R horror film. 35 total right now, so it's, good job. It's already like broken its, its uh, budget by mm-hmm. a good amount. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret pulled in $6 million. Return of the Jedi, it's re-release pulled in $5.7 million. Very impressive for only being released in 500 theaters across the country. Hey, studios, let's start releasing older movies I more often. Dude, if The Shining got re-released tomorrow, Holy I would fuck. be there. Holy you know, shit. Like we, we, all, we went to Return of the King. You know, If the if they did a marathon of the HP movies, I would be there. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Dude. Like, well, Just re-release them. Just you make them. money. You don't have to do any work. You already have them. <laughs> <laughs> just send just send the theaters a fucking downloadable Google Drive link. That's all you need to do. I think they need more than a Google Drive link, Anthony. It's not like a QuickTime file. No, it's a, it's a, sometimes it's a downloadable link. Not on Google Drive, but... It's a very it's high a quality, file. It's huge a file. file. It's not... <laughs> Anthony's like, guys, it's like 720p. Just text it to them. He's, Anthony's ripping it off of YouTube. <laughs> Here you go, guys. I got it for you. You got LimeWire, bro. John Wick 4 pulled in another $4 million. Sisu pulled in $4 million. And Bo is Afraid, another disappointing weekend, under $2 million at the domestic box office. And it's its widest release right now. So it looks like Bo is Afraid will top out, making about $10 million inter- internationally. I don't think it's going to hit $10 million. Globally, I mean. I don't think it's going to come close to that. Maybe. It's, it's making less than $250,000 a day domestically. Uh-huh. It's making less than that internationally. Ouch. I don't even think it'll hit $5 million. What's May- it at right now? Th- it's like four point one. 
Okay, yeah, you might be they right. They can't even pull yeah, a, week, a million in a weekend. Yeah, it's it's over. It's well, done. I, th- I do think that Bo is Afraid is going to find life on Amazon Prime when it goes, or whatever streamer gets it. I think it's going to find life there. I think it will stand the test of time eventually. And yeah. I, I, I'm just disappointed people didn't go to see it. I'm guessing, like we talked about in our episode that's dropping on Tuesday, that yeah. the word of mouth didn't, wasn't great for this film. But also, I mean, we were standing in line for Guardians last night. And our, there was a, a group of people ahead of us, and they were they. I heard I was just eavesdropping because I am. I like to watch. I'm a people watcher because he plays a lot of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> no, I just like I, I like. It's important to listen to people if you want to be able to like write well. You have to like absorb yeah, yeah, I get, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always trying to listen to people and how they talk. And well, like last week I was <laughs> at Starbucks and like they got my name wrong. I heard in L.A. Uh, like so but, uh, like you, you, something hilarious happened yesterday. But, like I saw <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> but uh, this this group of there's like five or six girls and they were one of them mentioned Bo is afraid, and they're like, oh yeah, we love Ari Aster. Then the, but then one of them one of them said, yeah, but it's three hours long. They're like, yeah, I don't know. You could watch like another movie in that time and i was just like what are you talking like it's just the three-hour movie y'all went to- saw avatar yeah, avatar i mean guardians is two and a half hours like that's a long movie and so i was i think that people just like if they see the three hours they're immediately put off i guess but i mean they've been pretty successful i mean john wick four was almost three hours that, yeah that movie exactly. was two hours and 40 yeah. minutes so i don't know i, I think that there's I a think stigma. social media is really pushing trends to what people go see in theaters yeah. and i think a lot of people are like oh i'm not gonna see it because it's three hours long it looks weird and people are saying that it's not a horror movie like they wanted from yeah, seeing Midsummer yeah, yeah. and Hereditary, yeah. which is uh, it's too bad. This movie is fucking awesome. Yeah, um, it is what it is. I, I I did not expect this movie to perform well, so I'm not surprised. Honestly. Yeah, I, but I'm surprised, expe- this especially in the summer. I think that if they released this in the early spring, it would have done a lot better because there is a lot of competition right now. If they released this in February or March, I think it would have done much better. Oh, so if they didn't release it in, in spring, early yeah, spring, I thought yeah. you said that if they did release it in I mean, early spring, no. and I was like, are we in early spring? Wait, are we? Yeah, it's freaking. Okay, sorry. April. Hold on. I always mix it up. If they release this at well, the end of like winter, mid-spring. if they release this in February, I think it would have done a lot better. Yeah, maybe because there was nothing to see in February. Maybe it wasn't done though. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Anyways, let's move on to the news. The news! We're going to get into trailers, but first we're going to talk about how Dune Part 2, we finally got our first official images from the film. We got like 10 shots. We got obviously Muad'Dib, Paul Atreides with his blue eyes. He's a part of the Fremen now. We got Zendaya. We got Gurney Halick is back. We got freaking Fade Rautha played by Austin Butler. A great tease behind the back silhouette of, I won't say what he's about to walk into, but... It looks freaking sick. They teased his face, but they did show the knives. Baron Harkonnen smoking a fat joint in a in a hot tub. <laughs> also, Lady Margot. <laughs> Lady Margot. Leia Seydoux, who we've talked about many times, one of our favorite actors. She's appearing in the film as Lady Margot, who plays an important figure for um, Fade Rotha's storyline. And then we also got Lady Jessica, of course, with the... I like the design of what they're going to be doing for 
what will learn to eventually to be a reverend mother. Yeah. And so she's got like the tattoos spoilers. on her face. Well, spoilers. The reverend mothers are in the first movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe people don't know that's going to happen. All right, sorry. Also, Gurney Halick, Josh Brolin is back with his luscious locks now. Woo! <laughs> so clearly some time has passed. Oh, yeah, some time has passed. I, but I'm, like I'm covered in blood and there sweat. There is someone they haven't shown yet. Quite a few people they have, but shown. there's someone very, very important. They Who's going to play Aliyah? Exactly. I have no idea. And, and so, how, do you think they're going to actually cast a child, like a four year old? They have to. Yeah. No, not a four year old. She'll be like seven or eight, okay. probably. Yeah, yeah. Four would be way too way young. Way too young. So I'm guessing. So Aliyah, we won't say who Aliyah is, but there will be a, a, a young a, a, a child has a major role for the, for, in the plot of Dune. In, the second half, and they're gonna they're gonna have to be a terrific actor, yeah. actor. I mean, a terrific actress. I'm sure they that Denis has someone great, but I think they're purposely keeping that secret yes. for as yeah. long as possible. I agree because I'm so curious who the fuck is cast as Elia. Also, they did not show our guy Christopher Walken. They they're teasing him. The Emperor. Too. They're not showing. Woo. They're saving him. They're saving that bacon. But bro. man, these shots look great. I cannot wait. I'm so ecstatic for this film. We all are. And this is also a good sign when press teams release stills like this, like official stills. It is they're they're getting ready to release a trailer soon. No, there's been no announcements, but. This is the way that PR teams roll out footage and trailers. They'll start with it, just tease you with some images, get some buildup online, and then they'll hit you with the trailer sometime after that. Maybe this week we'll get a trailer for Doom Part 2. I think so. Maybe I today. So. Maybe in front of Guardians. Though, well, they said that there would be a new Oppenheimer trailer in front of Guardians. Okay. But we saw Guardians at a different kind of screening. They didn't have trailers. No so trailers, if you're yeah. saying Guardians, you'll see a new Oppenheimer trailer. I'm guessing new op- Oh, wow. New cut? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I don't even want to see it. <laughs> Speaking of trailers, there were a lot of major trailer releases this past week and a ton of new release trailers for films that we've already seen trailers of. So first of all, The Flash released its final trailer before its release. This showed quite a lot of new footage, tons more Michael Keaton, a little more Sasha Kaye. So I really like this trailer. I think it's the best trailer they've released so far, and I have a much better sense for the story and grasp of what is going on. It also showed that Ben Affleck seems to definitely have a very minimal role in the film based upon he was just in like a two-second shot, and it was mainly... Keaton, Kaye, and Ezra Miller. Yeah, and he's also said in interviews he's in the movie for like five minutes. It's yeah. probably a little more than five minutes, but yeah. it doesn't seem like he's in a lot of scenes. Obviously, he's going to be in a big action sequence, which we've seen in the trailers with the awesome gray and blue suit, it looks like. But also, he has a conversation with Barry in the film, too, with the suit, the normal like uh, suit and tie yeah. on as Bruce. So he's probably not going to be in the movie too heavily, but it'd be cool. I bet you he's in the final big climax battle, which is going to be awesome. Another trailer we got. Black Mirror Season 6, baby! Finally. Let's go! It's going to include Aaron Paul, Ben Barnes, Annie Murphy, Danny Ramirez, Salma Hayek, Penalt, Zazie Beats, Himesh Patel, Rory Culkin, and more. Lots of great, interesting stories. Aaron Paul's looks really enticing. He yeah. plays an astronaut, so I'm really excited about this. We love Black Mirror. We should probably do some more episodes on it, but yeah. one of the most interesting shows on TV the last couple decades, and I'm sure a lot of you are really excited about this news as well. Yeah, Annie Murphy's great, too. I can't wait to see her do uh, – uh, looks like she's playing a more dramatic role um, because she she's – always mostly done comedy so i'm looking forward to seeing do to doing something like this and also uh zazie beats looks like she kind of has like a solo episode like aaron paul what is what my guess from the footage they reveal but we we don't know much about what these episodes are but they do look fantastic and black mirror it can be hit or miss but when it hits it's great it's it really has very great. few hit misses for me honestly yeah. there's most season four i think that it was just mostly kind of the the season before last season 
was kind of just like yeah yeah probably but the first three seasons oh, yeah. holy crap yeah. they're all great and there are a couple of really good ones last season some um, of the best episodes five. of tv yeah i mean san jupiter was great plus i mean the one with kaluuya is awesome oh yeah the horror one with uh, russell was great too mm-hmm. like so many good episodes mm-hmm. Next up, The Hunger Games is finally back to theaters with The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. We got our first trailer. We've seen some stills and some posters over the past couple months, but we got our first sense for what the movie looks like. And Viola Davis looks like she's just eating the whole time. She is in these crazy outfits, looks to be playing a terrifyingly hilarious villainous character. It looks like she's having a lot of fun. I can't wait to see her in this world, but also the cast looks fantastic. Very talented actors on board, and this is basically Snow Origins. Origins. I haven't read the book. The first snowfall. First snowfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've the first snowfall. We we love the original books, the original trilogy, and we've seen those movies, and they're they're great. So, but this is the, I, I haven't read this book. I don't really know what to belt besides the origins of snow, I guess. But I know this is the most recent written book yes, of them all, yeah. and it's, I think it's the tenth Hunger Games, is what I remember from the trailer. So curious. Yeah, it looks pretty solid. It looks pretty similar to you know the first one in a it way. It was a tease. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just a good tease. But you know, we'll check it out for sure. But we it, love Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing another trailer for it. We got a trailer for Strange Way of Life, which is a Pedro Almodovar film starring Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal. Looks awesome. Looks like a classic western with a little bit of romance between these two handsome guys. Cannot wait to check it out. It looked. Did you see the trailer? Oh yeah, of course, it looks man. Terrific. I, I, I love. I love him. He had to get the silhouette uh, shot through the door with the sun pouring in like gotta get that in every western so uh, we love pedro's movies and can't wait to check this out hell yeah next up denzel washington is back as the equalizer let's go this is the third film in the franchise it will finish out denzel and antoine fuqua's uh, collaboration on this franchise this time it is set in italy mostly in naples it looks like a lot of fun the gore the violence it is just like sign me up i love the equalizer movies they're not perfect but like you know what they are a lot of fun. There's just, like, Denzel kicking ass, just being this character. And also, there are actually some pretty resonant themes. The last one had a lot of great themes. And so, also, Pedro Pascal was great in that one, too. And that last act, that, isn't that last act Dude, insane? It's so badass. And so I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait to see it. Also, we get the reuni- reuniting of Denzel and Dakota Fanning. Yeah, which is great. So this will be the third film they've been in together because she's in the first. No, I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> That was Chloe Grace Moretz. I'm sorry. The other blonde Second time girl. he's done that. <laughs> They're different people, Jim. I didn't even confuse Not her every her blonde girl looks the same. <laughs> the thing with the Equalizer movies with Denzel and Fuqua is I don't even have to see the trailer. I am going to be there at it's, the theater. It looks good. I cannot wait. I've, I I skimmed the trailer because I don't want to reveal uh, anything because I love the first two. Dude, you, you're going to love it. It's such a good time. I, I was I was, I, I was screaming like, oh, shit. But oh my god! When Even though it's not down. set in Boston, kid, I love that we're going to Italy. So many movies in Italy this year and next year coming out. A ton. Yeah, everybody. Everybody does what Tom does. <laughs> Tom Cruise. I mean, everybody kind of copies what he does. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. Tom's. They're filming Mission Impossible in Italy. All right, we gotta change the story. We gotta go to Venice or Screw something. It. <laughs> we got a trailer for Next Goal wins as well. This is uh, Taika Waititi's next film starring. Michael Fassbender, which is going to be cool. This looks good. He's going to play a soccer coach. It's a story about this real-life soccer team. And I think it's going to be great because 
I think Taiko operates best outside of the MCU. I think his movies outside of the MCU are his best movies. He makes great movies just about people, and that's what I love about his first few films, and then also with JoJo, but I, this looks like a return to the films that made me fall in love with Taika. Not to say that Thor Ragnarok's not great, but I, I really love his early films, and it looks like he's getting back to that. And combining, uh, joining forces with Fastbender is great. This looks like a really fun story. Uh, it's actually, yeah, like you said, true story about the worst national international soccer team at the time. I mean, football team. And they, they actually were coming off the, the worst loss ever of 31 to nothing. <laughs> and then they hired this coach. And it just, it looks like a really, like, great, I love sports movies. We get very few of them nowadays. Underdog yeah, stories. Under, yeah, so it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, and, well, he tells stories about humans as well as vampires. Yes, 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 okay. yes, yes. Because yes, yes. I love that that movie. Well, well, I said people, so why are, I, cause you could call vampires people. No, people are human. I guess vampires so. are not human anymore. That's true. That's when true. we do in the show, they, they were people. They were people. They were people. <laughs> well, there is a person in, there is a main character person. Yeah, there are people in yeah. it. Yes. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm just busting your chops, man. I can't take this anymore. All you 90s kids and 80s kids who played Twisted Metal on PlayStation <laughs> like we did with our brothers and friends religiously, they are dropping a TV series on Peacock. We got the first look at it starring Anthony Mackie. It seems like a post-apocalyptic world that ended in like the early 2000s. He's got a CD case, a bunch of shotgun shells. He's got machine guns on his car. Plus, we got a glimpse at Sweet Tooth at the end of the trailer. Pretty excited to check this out because... Like we said, we played this a ton as kids on PlayStation, yeah. and it was like this and Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Those are like some of our favorite games. It looks like they're going for like a kind of like Mad Max. Um, what's the, the Snyder zombie movie? Nightmare? Uh, no, the Snyder zombie. Oh, uh, Zombie of the Dead. Army I mean, of the Dead. Army of the Dead. <laughs> Army of the Zombie Dead. Zombie of the Dead. Zombie of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies are dead, too. The zombies die, then rise to life. <laughs> zombie of the Dead. Don't worry about the title. <laughs> uh, it looks like a combination of Mad Max, Army of the Dead, set around Vegas. And I think it's that's the best way to approach this. It Just have like fun, fun machine guns yeah, and blood. It's, it's, about, it's about him. Mackie is a guy who's like, Trying to deliver a package across the country. He's like a trigger happy. Yeah. It's a rat race. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> rat race combined with Mad Max plus the two thousands influence. Yeah, yeah, I think it should be solid, and I, I'm definitely curious. Also, yeah, Will Arnett, Stephanie Beatrice, and Nev Campbell will be co-starring. Oh no way, Nev yeah. Campbell. Nev that's Campbell, cool. Yeah, nice. Oh yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Kenneth Branagh is returning as Hercule Poirot in his third adaptation of the Agatha Christie character with A Haunting in Venice. You know, we'll be there day oh, one. Oh, yeah. This is a terrific-looking cast. Tina Fey, Michelle Yeoh, as well as a bunch of others. And this time, Hercule Poirot is tackling spiritual demonic presences. It's cool. It's like a horror movie trailer. Yeah. Which... I thought it was a horror movie, and then I was then I saw the, like who was in it. I was like, oh, wow. I love the first two movies yeah. that he's done with this character and I think that the last one he did was so underrated and underappreciated it came out at a weird time like theaters had just started opening it up it was it, March post pandemic it yeah. did a pretty good box office it pulled like 100 million and we saw it um, in IMAX, IMAX in 65 because he, he shot it yeah. yeah we saw it in 65 millimeter yeah. it was incredible it looked beautiful yeah. um, Death on the Nile and I loved it I thought it was one of my favorite movies that year, so I'm really excited to check this out, especially now it's going to be a horror kind of story yeah. and set in Venice, Italy. Oh, yeah. And also, I bet you it's going to be just like a Sherlock short story where like there's in the original Sherlock movie with Downey and Jude Law where like <clears throat> the the supernatural is present, but really there's probably a completely normal practical explanation for everything. Oh, yeah. 
Which I can't oh, wait yeah. to see. Like, I love those kinds of reveals. Yeah, I really like these movies. Actually, after Glass Onion, I prefer the Brana Perot mysteries compared to the Glass Onion mysteries. Well, we'll see. We have mysteries. to see a third Knives Out. Yeah, I know. I think the, knives, the first Knives Out's the best murder no, mystery yeah, we've had in a well, while. Well, I'm saying they both have two movies yeah. out. So I, I actually like the Perot ones better. Yeah, the Glass Onion one, I just wasn't feeling it too yeah. much, you know? Yeah. Knives Out was great, but I think that Glass Onion was a lot weaker. Whereas Branagh has, I think, done made two terrific murder mysteries with Orient Express and then Death in the Nile. All right, getting to CinemaCon. Oh, wait, no, we got a new... Oh, sorry, I skipped a trailer. Yeah, the Little Mermaid trailer. Oh, the Little Mermaid trailer. And sorry, it was on the next And a page. bunch of posters as well yeah. for all the characters. It looks good. It looks like a really yeah. faithful adaptation. Rob Marshall is a great director. I mean, the, he, this is the guy who made Chicago. The guy knows what he's doing. And so it looks good. The CGI looks better than, I think, in the last trailer. I wasn't sold on the CGI. And then to get Melissa McCarthy's reveal is really fantastic. And yeah. it looks like the cast is really, really terrific in their roles. It's interesting, the CGI, how inconsistent it is with Disney movies. <laughs> yeah. Because, obviously, Ant-Man did not look that great. But when we saw Guardians, the CGI and Guardians looked terrific. Yeah, visual it effects were strong. It was phenomenal CGI. There wasn't a moment of CGI in Guardians where I... Didn't buy it. It was Every it was frame. some of the best visual effects that Marvel's done. I think. I think they just put all their money into, into that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ant Man's like, yeah, you could have a uh, you have the C Squad, Ant Man. <laughs> uh, we're just not going to render it. <laughs> just, we we understand you visual effects artists work so hard. We're just just jokes. Moving on to CinemaCon highlights. Got some great news coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots of footage shown. But also, like, I would love to go to CinemaCon, but also I don't want to get teased footage. I want to see the footage for the first time. Yeah, true. Because, for example, this next one. So Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 premiered a 20-minute action-packed minute. 20-minute, 20, 20 action-packed minutes at <laughs> CinemaCon. Uh, the sequence featured a handcuffed Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell in a chaotic, hilarious high-speed chase. Now, this is something that would be... I'm sure so cool to see there, but also I only want to see it on the first time. Yeah, and it looks like I mean I read a little bit, and it, you you got a sense for it in the trailer. They're handcuffed and they're riding, they're driving that small yellow car of evading authorities, and it looks like that's going to be a big highlight of the film of comedy and action. And they actually both take turns driving the car. I bet it's the opening action sequence. Yeah, it's, it could it's it's it could be up there. And what's interesting is that they're cuffed to each other. So it's, I'm looking forward to seeing the physical comedy. I'm sure they're going to play around with that. Man, so I can't wait to see. Can't this wait. Fucking, Very soon, man. So Very soon. excited. So Very excited. Soon. It feels like it's just yesterday we were talking about Top Gun and being like, we can't Ooh. wait for MI7. I know it's almost May, which means we're only two months away from the biggest month ever in July for it's movies. Like, I can't. going to be crazy. I can't think of a July that was this packed before. It's gonna be. It's unbelievable. Sick. And what's awesome is the three biggest ones that I'm excited for. They're not superhero movies. I mean, it's, it's Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then Oppenheimer and Barbie. Like those are my top three for July probably. And oh yeah, it's just great fucking franchises. I love it's it. Just fucking great. Let's guy. go, man. Oh yeah. And great character. I mean, great filmmakers. So I'm very excited about July. Me too, man. I'm looking forward to our, our Bobby and our Barbie and Oppenheimer episode tomorrow. Yeah, let's drop it tomorrow. We uh, yeah. break down Barbie versus Oppenheimer. We kind of talk about who we think will have the edge for the box office weekend as well as the long-term box office. We preview both films in terms of the cast and crew who's doing the cinematography, the teams that the directors hired or working with, the music, every element of the films and just mm -hmm. kind of like breaking them down into fun verses. It was good. I really, and we, it was a lot of fun. We recorded that at Spotify, so. It's only, it's audio only because yeah. we, we did it at Spotify and they didn't have their video studios open yet because they were doing some construction. So, but they let us film in the audio ones. Yeah, check it out tomorrow. It's a really, really good episode. Also, 
Martin Scorsese brought the first footage of Killers of the Flower Moon to Vegas at CinemaCon on Thursday. And apparently the crowd erupted. They gave him a standing ovation. And he talked about how important the big screen is for cinema. And how he made this movie specifically do, to be seen on the big screen. And I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm not sure if it was a trailer. I think it might have just been a sizzle reel. So I would expect... A trailer for Killers of the Flower Moon to come out soon. Because did you see that meme that someone put? Uh, they put uh, the whale shot of the, from of Brendan Fraser, the shot of the whale, and then the shot of the Killers of the Flower Moon, and said that the amount of of range that these two photos have gotten on the internet over the last year, because <laughs> it's like for the longest time, oh, because the the only still from Killers of the Flower exactly. Moon has been the same one at the dinner table, and then for the whale that they released that a long time before anyone saw footage, so it was like how that was like carrying any everyone's perception of the movies, yeah, just those two images. So well to keep going on that, they released new images for yes. Killers of the Flower Moon, featuring some shots of De Niro, DiCaprio, and some other actors and actresses. Production and set and wardrobe obviously look top-notch. Cannot wait to see this movie in and December. Fun fact that I read is Scorsese and DiCaprio were living together on location. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they had like a home together. <laughs> That's really Isn't sweet. Isn't that so cool? <laughs> it, I think it's the first time that Leo and De Niro have been in a movie together since... Leo was a child his, actor. His stepson. And stepson, in that, what was that movie called? Where he's this the boy, Boy's Life. Yeah, This Boy's Life. Yeah. He's like the stepson, he's the Boy Scout. Is there mustard in there? Is there any mustard left in there? <laughs> oh my God, what a great what a great scene. That's great. Really cool. Kind um, of full circle moment for them. Yeah, because De Niro actually introduced them. And suggested yeah. Leo for, for upcoming films. Yeah, he, uh, <clears throat> he told Scorsese, yeah, hey, I just worked with this kid and the movie I just made. You should keep him on your radar. He's the best guy. Act, young actor I've ever worked with, and now Timmy's on that radar. Yeah, that Chanel commercial. Can't wait to see that. I know, right? <laughs> that's gonna get. <laughs> they so, should release that in theaters, bro. That's gonna get so many views on YouTube. The <laughs> Chanel trailer that Scorsese and Chalamet made. Oh my god, it, look, it looks cool. Like they got a rain set there in the train station. Lots They're, of cool wardrobe and sets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they put a lot of money into those fashion ads. Did you see the shot of Timmy and Marty just talking on set, but they're on the subway yeah, in the oh, car, yeah. and Scorsese's just in like a, a comfortable love seat share, like yeah, that share. they just pulled from like. Yeah. Our living room. Well, he's 82, bro. Yeah, I know. He's 80. <laughs> he's 80. He's getting up there. He's, no, but he's still moving, man. Yeah. He's moving still. Yeah, but you can't stand for 16 hours a day if, yeah, you're, if you're 80. But I just love that Scorsese. He's like, can I get a comfy chair? I don't want one of those goddamn director chairs. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Are, okay, I know what you mean. Those yeah. aren't that comfortable. It was cushioned. Yeah. yeah it's, it, very cushioned. He's, it's, a, it's a living room seat. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> part of the cruise. It's part of the crew. They have it there at all times for him. And next up. At CinemaCon, John Krasinski surprised audiences by revealing the first trailer for A Quiet Place Day 1 being the shepherd of the franchise by writing and directing and starring in the first two films. He is now basically move, uh, passing the torch on to the next filmmakers and actors. Revealing the first footage, apparently it blew audiences away. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is the lead of the film, and I can't wait to see the trailer soon. As well as Joseph Quinn's in it, and Joseph Quinn we have some news for later. Now, this movie I'm pretty excited about, and I don't think that Krasinski has any involvement at all. Just I'm exec guess, producer. Yeah, just like an EP credit, yeah. that's my assumption. He stopped by on set a couple of times, but he's really just letting the new filmmakers take it over. But super excited. Origins of what happened when the aliens really landed. Second origins. Second origins. Origins. <laughs> the other origins. The other city where it happened. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't wait, though. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> We got some footage of Wicked, 
When I wanted to see Stomp and you wanted to see Wicked, what did we see? We saw Wait, Wicked. wicked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to the Office dinner party episode. <laughs> it's not. It's never what I want. Snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> you have no idea the emotional toll that four vasectomies has on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> the candle room. <laughs> His bed is at the end of the bed. <laughs> it's actually very comfortable. See, he just curls up on there. <laughs> It's not bigger than it looks. I love that TV. <laughs> <laughs> so we got footage of Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo in character for these for this film. It's coming from director John M. Chu, and it was received with a huge applause. And I'm sure people are really excited to finally see this film. Yeah, Ari- on the big Ari- screen. Erivo's playing the Wicked Witch, and then Grande's playing the other witch. I can't remember her name. The Good Witch. This is one of the most like popular theater acts musicals. The, musicals. <laughs> well, musicals are theater acts, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my phone off you. Because <laughs> musicals can. It's be one of the movie. most popular things where people are on stage and they sing, and then there's an audience watching them. It's one of those popular <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Boom roasted. All but right. uh, musicals uh, really perform well, so I think that could be a huge hit. <laughs> All right, let's get to news and announcements. I, I kind of might as well stay on Joseph Quinn because we just brought him up for some huge news that is maybe my favorite of the last few days is that Joseph Quinn has been cast in Gladiator 2. Now, he'll be playing the brother of Barry Keoghan's character, uh, Emperor Gatus. Gatus and Gata. Gata. Yeah, something like that. So it's, it's Gata. very excited to see that as well as Lucilla's mother played by Connie Britton Connie, I mean oh no Connie Nielsen Connie Nielsen Connie is Nielsen. coming back as well yeah. Kirsty of uh, Jimon Hansu will be coming back he as well he better be he better be but that's such a great casting that this is going to be such a good movie and we were talking about this like yesterday when we heard this news that like yeah. Ridley and his casting team they know what the fuck they're doing man and I feel like Jimon will get cast because he is so ingrained in the idea in the themes of Gladiator and like he like he's one of the best parts of gladiator so they gotta get jaiman hinsu back i hope they do he's just such a phenomenal actor he's great in everything he does so this movie's shaping up to be absolutely terrific i i can't wait to check mm-hmm. it out i want to see some fo- photos like by the end of the summer which would be great because they're going i to want some photos ridley <laughs> give us some photos because <laughs> they're filming man they're, they're in production oh, right yeah, now shooting so I can't can't wait for this movie. It gets more exciting every week because, you know, when we first heard the news of Gladiator 2 coming out like last year, we were like, ah! But, man, I am so ready. It's ramping up. Just ramping take up. my money, Ridley Scott. I love <laughs> you so much. He's taking a lot of it take, already. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's taking my life. <laughs> Next, two, two movies in my top five. <laughs> hey, they're great movies. Next up, The Flash has released to some people and reactions are calling it tremendous heartfelt and one of the best superhero movies ever made. Andy Muschietti also spoke out on Ezra Miller's health stance, health health situation, saying that Ezra Miller is uh, seeking treatment and is improving. And Andy Muschietti believes that it's possible that there will be a sequel to this film. And I believe James Gunn just came out yesterday after he was asked about, I think, Ezra Miller at one of the events for Guardians, where he said... They're just kind of playing it by ear, seeing how it goes, and it's possible that Ezra could continue as the Flash. So that means I think I'm I'm assuming at the end of the movie that we all thought they'd kill him off, but it, clearly he's probably not going to get killed off. Yeah. So in Muschietti, it's a different version. Yeah. Of him. Muschietti also said that Ezra Miller is committed to getting better. So that's 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 what he said publicly yesterday. We shall see. We shall see. Some more great news. 
MCU and Disney have just been making some good decisions lately with getting great screenwriters. We talked about this with Star and directors, Wars, yeah. getting Stephen Knight to write one of the Star Wars films. Now for Blade, this movie that's been in production hell and purgatory for about a year almost now, after it's supposed to go into production and start filming in October last year, our 2022, has tapped True Detective creator and writer Nick Pizzolato to pen the script. He's been working on it and tinkering with it for the last couple of weeks. And this is supposed to start filming this summer, so I'm sure they're probably going off the original script or ideas they've been having and bouncing around for the last several months. That's a great hire. But what? That's a great yeah, hire. a great hire to get a really successful, and proven, proven writer. Because what what Disney has been doing the last couple of years is they keep they keep hiring writers who are who have been working in writers' rooms on a show or a movie or whatever. And they're hiring these writers with no real feature credits to their name to pen very important projects. And this was the case with Blade. A person from a writer's room um, penned the script, and then it just ended up the studio was like, we can't do this. So it, you got to go back to – it's important to still get veterans, proven track records for your important projects. Like Nick Pizzolatto wrote one of the most incredible myst murder mysteries of of the century so far, and so – it's, it's a great hire to get someone like this. It's a great hire to get Stephen Knight to write projects for you. So go back to experienced veteran writers and really let them take a hold because they are great for a reason. Yeah, and, and writers' rooms work so well for certain things. I think for TV shows, they're really important. And I'm sure Nick had some had a small writer's room when he was writing True Detective and stuff like that. Or he did he wrote himself. True Detective completely, completely by himself first season, but then he had a co-writer for the second season. All right, so but then something like Breaking Bad, they had a great writer's room for that yes, show. Yeah. But I think some of these productions, their writer's rooms are too big, and kind of everyone has to have a say on the script to, a, to an extent. That's what I'm assuming. But like when you have a writer's room of like 12 people and you have to please everybody, I mean, how are you supposed to have a great story going forward and have something cohesive? And I think it's... Smaller rooms, smaller writer rooms probably work better, but this is just a great hire, and I think it's a really smart decision. And like we always talk about how MCU hires directors who've made like one or two movies, and they're like, here's $200 million. I think it's a good decision to get great writers and directors back into making these yeah, projects. Agreed. So I think it's an awesome hire because Blade, oh my God, Blade, I just want to be good, man. I just want Blade to be great. This was announced in 2018, I think, with Mahershala Ali taking on the role. It'll be great. It's been five fucking years, and we're still waiting for it to go into production. They could have made two movies by now. I know, they could have. <laughs> He's going to be like 80 by the time they make Blade 2. <laughs> He's going to lose the job because he'll age out of it. <laughs> yeah, Blade. Oh, man, my heart. <laughs> we have some new news about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny that is answering a question that we've had on our minds ever since the first images. The film will feature 25 minutes of a de-aged Harrison Ford, so almost a half hour of little young Indy. Cute little 45-year-old Indy would be in the film. 45-year-old <laughs> Indy? No, I think it's the Temple of Doom age, so he's like mid-30s. I get, Yeah, but I, Harrison was, I think, 45 when they made that. He was younger in Temple of Doom narratively. That's he, what I mean, but yeah. he was actually five years older then aged real life. Still look pretty good. No, man. yeah, but I'm saying, I think he was like 40, 45 <laughs> Yeah, but it's that. also like 45-year-old Harrison Ford is just like a 35-looking-year-old Greek god, like just like <laughs> great-looking human being. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. All right, so we have some news about Severance. I don't know if any of you like that show as much as we do. I'm a huge fan of the first season. Hopefully, we get a second season pretty soon, but apparently there's been alleged delays 
for this Apple TV series going forward for season two. Apparently, there was... Barely! <laughs> barely! Writers Mark Friedman and Dan Erickson did not get along as they co-wrote season one together and had a falling out at the end of the season. Oh, so they had a falling out, not falling out with Apple. Yeah, so it was them two personally because I think it was Friedman who wrote the the, the, creator. the pilot. He's the creator. He wrote the pilot, and then Erickson, I believe, was a more seasoned TV writer or flip. I or thought, vice I thought versa. Erickson was the creator. Hold on. One of them wrote the pilot. Mm-hmm. Well, they're both technically showrunners and, and, and co-writers. One of them wrote the pilot, and then the other one's a, C, um, a more experienced veteran TV writer. That, that they, Ben Stiller probably brought on. Yeah, just to, to better formulate the season. But I guess they didn't get along very well. So, yeah. So, Dan Erickson is, actually, is the creator. Okay, he wrote the pilot and, and the creator. And then... Friedman What's the other guy's name? Mark Friedman. It's M-A-R-C-K. I think Friedman was the show. I don't know. I don't see him in a well, writer. Well, either way, they're co-writers. Yeah, yeah. They're okay. co-writers yeah. for season one. And Whatever. The, <laughs> end of the day. Uh, <laughs> I'm just not even seeing him in the writer's credits. He's he's a co- he's fucking he's one of the co-writers, all right? Just let me fucking finish the thing. <laughs> well, actually, uh, he's, he's technately, he wasn't. <laughs> he was only there on set for a little bit. <laughs> but again, re- so reported that they did not get along. But now there are other reports saying that they're back on schedule and they're going to meet their original release date for season two. So I think the show kind of seems up in the air getting mixed reports about what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know exactly what's going on, but I would be really devastated to find out if this actually got delayed because I am so Especially excited. Especially if they don't two. answer those questions. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> answer the fucking questions. What are they questions? doing? <laughs> such, a great, such a great episode. I mean, season of TV, though. Oh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Next up, Craven the Hunter has been announced as being a rated R film. This will be Sony's first rated R Marvel movie starring Aaron Taylor Johnson and Russell Crowe. So I think that as bad as the press has been for the film, this is a good sign. I think it's also bold but smart to have not released anything yet because CinemaCon, they released some footage and people said it looked awesome. They released a trailer, I believe, but we still haven't gotten a photo we haven't got any trailers as of the time of recording this on Saturday afternoon. On um, was today's date, the 29th. 29th. In the year 2023. 2023 on Earth. <laughs> the year of the Lord. The year of the Lord. <laughs> now, because everyone else is dropping photos, images from Com- CinemaCon, Dune. You don't want to get lost in it. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. actually pretty smart to not post anything until maybe the end of this week, I bet. Oh. But they got to get something out this week, though. Yeah, because, I mean, everything that was released at CinemaCon, these are all June and July releases. So they still have four months to market the film. Plus, they have to compete with Guardians marketing for yeah. their their Marvel movie. Yeah, I think Sony's just waiting for the blowover. I believe, I'm sure we'll get some, I, get, I guarantee we'll get a trailer for Craven in July when those big releases come out for sure. Um, but that's my guess. Next up. I don't know how I feel about this. The sequel that <laughs> nobody asked for, Dodgeball. Is getting a sequel in the works with Vince Vaughn set, Vince Vaughn set to return. Um, this is 20 years after the first film came out, which we loved. It's fantastic. It was a highly quoted movie. Nobody uh, makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> I read it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> this is me taking the bull by the horns. It really it happened. It actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, it's one of the most quoted movies of our childhood amongst us and our friends. And like, I remember everyone at school, we were just constantly quoting Dodgeball. Um, it's really great. It hasn't aged well completely, but I still adore the film. doesn't warrant a sequel. And they actually did kind of like a pseudo-sequel. They did a little ad 
two years ago. The whole cast actually returned in character, and they were promoting, I think it was promoting a charity or something, but everybody was in character, and it was like a cute little bit. But even that was just like, okay, at least they're doing this, just don't do a sequel, you know what I mean? And so, I don't know. I don't know about how I feel about a dodgeball sequel. Honestly, the track record for great 2000s comedies and their sequels has not panned out. I can't, Has there been a good one yet? Anchorman 2 was a huge bust and letdown. Zoolander 2 Zoolander was bad. Was a, a letdown. I think it's just a cash grab. Does anyone want to see a sequel to Dodgeball? I I really not. I don't Again, know I would rather I would rather just watch the original movie. Yeah, than watch I'm not sequel. really interested in this. And I mean, I guess if the complete original cast returns, sure, it'd be enticing. But I don't really see what the sequel would even be about. And I mean, it really it would only I mean, if Ben Stiller's not in it, then what's even the point? They, everyone has to come back. Yeah, Justin Long has to come back. Uh, Jason Bateman, Alan Tudyk should come back. Yeah, yeah, Tudyk should come back. Jason Bateman Garsh, should have a cameo. Garsh Peter, maybe he's hosting ESPN twelve. <laughs> El Dolce. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, moving on. Florence Pugh has just been interviewed, and she discussed what it's like working with Christopher Nolan. So I quote Florence Pugh saying. Working with Christopher Nolan was quite possibly one of the most thrilling experiences in a different way, partly because he works with professionals. He is a professional, but his dedication to the craft of filmmaking and of old filmmaking is just magical to watch. To just watch every single crew member on that set work so hard for him to get his approval. And not like in a weird way, but like everybody knows who they're working for and everybody's proud of being there. Everybody has so much pride in their own work, and so what that does is it means that everybody is constantly trying to be better the next day, and I've never seen that feeling on a set before. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I'm a professional. I'm sick of hearing that. Everyone keeps telling me that. I'm a professional. Oh, we just watched that. Man yeah, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Great quote. Great Sick reference, bro. Everybody, reference. everybody knows it. So, I mean, obviously, this is great to hear. Florence Pugh, one of us, one, one of us. Google gobble, Google gobble. I can't wait to see her in her collaboration with Nolan. I'm really curious about that. Smile, the horror movie last year that was a huge success, is getting a sequel at Paramount. Obviously, it's in the works right now. And I'm very excited because they left it open brilliantly for a sequel, a new horror franchise. I love the first one. It was one of my favorite horror movies last year, and I'm pretty damn stoked for this news. And I was expecting it. It was so huge. Yeah, yeah it, it made a, big a ton of money. Big hit. Hugely profitable. Finally, the last bit of news is Neil Blomkamp has been attached to direct Joel Kinnaman in a new alien abduction film, They Found Us. Pretty cool. Blomkamp is currently filming Gran Turismo, so once he finishes that, I'm sure he'll start this. It's coming out soon, isn't it, this yeah. year? Yeah, that's yeah, right. They're filming right now. Uh, he's such an awesome director. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about this and go back to Aliens and stuff. Let's he do took it. a long break. Yeah, he, I mean, he, I, he had break. a lot of stuff in development com- yeah. like that kept getting shut down, yeah. so he kept trying to get something made, then it got shut down, something made, development hell. Yeah, poor guy, man. A lot of his projects just never happened. I mean, the Halo thing would have been fucking amazing. If he got to make Halo... He tried to get an Alien sequel made, too, with yeah. Sigour- Sigourney Weaver. That's what I mean. He's board. been trying to get tons of projects made. And he was also... He was tapped to make not just an Alien sequel, but to do the next... The one that's coming out that's being made, but then he was taken off the project. The one that Fede Alvarez is doing? Yeah. Too bad. They removed him. Fede's an awesome director, too. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For show. For show. I'm going to get that for show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that wraps movie news. Quite a bit. That was a ton to talk about. 
Hope you all enjoyed oh, the cool episode. Oh, cool Heisenberg shirt. Oh, yeah, thanks. This I is a Breaking shirt. Bad t-shirt. Yeah. I've had it since I was like 16. I remember you got it for like your Christmas or something. Back when we lived on Barton yeah, Street, yeah. I used to have this. I think I got it for you. I think so, possibly. Yeah, I got it for you for Christmas. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Eh, thanks, man. <laughs> Still have, still have it. Still man. have it. Yeah, it's, it's faded. It's quite as faded. Fuck. Yeah. but it's it's. Uh, you can the, still read it. It's the bumblebee. It's the the bee logo or the hornet logo of yeah. the uh, the barrels that they use mm-hmm. the chemical, and they kill people in for making <laughs> making meth. Now episodes this week, like we said earlier, we have tomorrow Barbie versus Oppenheimer audio only. It'll be everywhere except for YouTube. Definitely don't miss that one. It was a lot of fun to talk about these two films that are going to go head to head on July twenty first. This summer at the box office, Warner Brothers versus Universal. It's basically Nolan versus Universal because <laughs> he left. I mean, Nolan versus Warner Brothers because this is his first movie. He left Warner Brothers to do with Universal. Greta Gerwig, awesome director. Can't wait to see both these films probably on the same day, which should be a lot of fun. Then we also have episodes this week. We're going to be doing, what are we doing? We're Bo doing is Afraid on Tuesday. Guardians on Thursday. No, Guardians is next Monday. Guardians is next Monday. Bo is Afraid is on Tuesday. Yes. And then on Thursday, it's May 4th, so we're going to oh, do yeah. a special Star Wars episode for May 4th. We Star did, Wars Day. We did a bunch of Star Wars rankings. Yeah, it was Films, a lot of fun. battles, lightsaber duels, best lightsabers, best action sequences, worst moments, best moments. So we did like eight lists in there. Yeah, and if you saw Bo is Afraid and are still confused, Tuesday... Definitely check out our review. I think we'll, we did a good job analyzing it. Yeah. An- analyzing it. Yeah. I almost said analyzing it. Analyzing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get, I need to get organized. Organized. Sick reference, bro. Taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever gets that one. That's a very, I, I that's, say a, it, that's a 10 out, that's a 10 difficulty right there. That is a pretty 10 difficulty. But whenever I've said it, people are like, you mean organize, organize? I'm like, oh, yeah, never, never, mind. never I mind. Well, I reference taxi driver almost. I, I reference it weekly when I say it's clean. It's real clean. Yeah, yeah. You do I, that I, a I do lot. that all. I even do the hand gesture. Anthony he also makes the uh, sugar moth cereal that he eats in that, whatever he makes that. I also hold my hand over a, a lit stove. <laughs> <laughs> Every muscle must be tight. Anthony's also a taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even get paid. just does it to be, the, be Travis Bickle. <laughs> <laughs> and he drives one of those old 60s ones around. And I go to Porto Theaters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little much. Anyways. Hey, it's my life, man. <laughs> Just watch all life. Do they even dude. exist anymore? Yeah, they're still around. <laughs> oh, yeah? Have you, have you ever driven through Los Angeles? Where are they? Like East East Hollywood. Like if you drive through there, you can see them. There's a few triple X theaters over there. Do you frequent them often? No, I was driving <laughs> through that area recently to get somewhere. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, oh, they still exist. Okay, okay. I know. I'm just, I'm it just wasn't to update shops. my membership. <laughs> <laughs> they have a membership? Um, it's the payment plan. <laughs> it's through PayPal. It's all, everything's digital now. It's amazing. All right, anyways. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Episodes this week are going to be great. Don't miss out. Appreciate you all so much for tuning in. Take care. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.